Hi, Kellen. My name is Chilo, and I am the owner and founder of Brown Pages, which is a black business directory in South Africa, specifically for the hospitality industry. It's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, Miss Chilo is going to give us the game on the Brown Pages. Now, when you talk about directories and, you know, Kellen, Kellen, Kellen. Okay. So when I get to South Africa, I should say Sabona. Well, that's <laughs> one of the many languages that you can say. But, you know, you can say Molo too, y'all. There's so many things you can say. But where do I go eat? Where are the art galleries? Where's the beauty spot? This is what Brown Pages is all about so you're about to get the game from an entrepreneur who is from zim so when you see the name zim if she, i told you she was connected to royalty you won't believe me so you'll have to do your own research but her tribe is royal and she is royal and she has such a kind heart so you guys get ready for the ride of the day she don't welcome to diversified game Thank you, Kellen. That's such a nice introduction. Well, I feel so special. Uh, I'm great. I'm doing great. How are you doing? Blessed by the best over here. And you are special and you have a special project. Um, and I probably believe it's part of your gift for us in life to like, you know, give us the game. But tell us, how did you start Brown Pages? What was your why? And how can we, you know, um, be a part of it? That's a very good question and a little bit of a loaded question as well. Um, the why has a bit of a history. So, um, yeah, I mean, initially, obviously, everybody starts a business because you want to make some money. You want to be independent. You don't want to work for the man. And, um, yeah, you, you want to live your life according to your own time. And uh, that's initially why I started Brown Pages and why I'm working on this business the way I am now. The Genesis story, you know, every superhero always has a Genesis story. The background of the becoming of Brown Pages actually started when I started going to primary school in South Africa. Like you said, born in Zimbabwe. I moved here with my family. Well, my family moved here with me, acting like I paved the way for them. I didn't. <laughs> uh, they, my parents were smart enough to move very early on when they realized that the economy in Zim wasn't doing so well. And so I uh, started my primary schooling up until obviously working now, working age in uh, South Africa. But something really frustrated me about living here. Everybody knows that South Africa has got the history of apartheid, a very sad history. And growing up, I couldn't understand how it is that I could face racism in an African country like how can you face race person among black people on a continent that is full of black people and um growing up i found myself being a minority within a majority so let me explain that obviously black people in south africa are the majority but in all the spaces i was in all the societal spaces i was the minority so a lot of like white spaces and um something bothered me and that is like why is it that black people uh struggle so much in south africa in so many spheres of society and um yeah then i decided you know what i can see that black people in africa and in south africa 
have so much potential and are doing really great things, but people just can't see it or can't find it. And that's why I started Brown Pages. So a little bit of a loaded story, <laughs> but the background is really important as to like the why. And I think that's such a shocking thing to Black Americans when they first come to South Africa, especially if they go to Cape Town first. They're like, wait, I thought I was going to Africa. <laughs> you, you, you yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but the but the 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 history, you know, behind that and what's so shocking is, you know, you the the Africans are Afrikaans or, you know, however they got to Africa, um, they really consider themselves African and they don't want to go back to Europe or wherever they came from. The same way Black Americans don't want to leave Africa. And so it's just Africa has that it effect, effect and we have to all learn, you know, to to get along because we're all needed mm -hmm. um, in, in society. When you wanted to create Brown Pages, and I want this to be a good moment for people, because I'm sure your family thought you were crazy, out of your mind. You're going to do what? You're going to make a business doing what? Why? Or maybe you got, you're got you one of the rare ones who got support. Tell us when you started telling your friends and family you're going to create this, what type of support you got or you did not get. Okay, that is that's a that's a good question, and my story is a little bit skewed because the only family that actually knows that I started this are my brother and one of my cousins. And the reason why I didn't like you know broadcast it this kind of way it's you know because I knew that the rest of my family knew me as somebody who's working full time building executive communities. And I was like, I don't want to announce anything until I feel like I've got something concrete and I know that this is something I, I'm, I'm going to build and I'm going to invest a lot of time. And so when I told my, my family, my brother, my cousin, and my husband, they were like, wow, this is such a great idea. They loved it. They're like, this is, this is actually a great idea because it, it marries the two things we know you're passionate about. And that's business, entrepreneurship. Black people. <laughs> um, so they were very supportive. Some of my friends didn't really understand it. And to be honest, I was also kind of, um, what is the word, cautious maybe and apprehensive about who I shared this with. Because when you look at the concept and you hear this is a black business directory in a society where obviously, like you said, it's a mixed society you can come across as if you are exclusionary. So it can come across as if I created this to exclude people. But that's not the case. I created this directory to promote a certain group of people, not to exclude other people. And yeah, so the short answer to that is those who I told were very excited about it and very supportive too. And there's nothing wrong with, um, you know, trying to look out for your community. You're in Cape Town. You try to go buy some property in the Jewish neighborhoods and see if they'll sell to you. Um, they, they, they won't, even if you're like me and you claim to be in the number in, in one of the tribes. So <laughs> yeah, it, there's, there's exclusion going everywhere. And I, you know, I guess it's human nature because it's, you know, um, other communities do the same. Even in Africa, people might say, wow, but people attach to what 
they're familiar with. It's it's a yeah, very yeah. Hum, human thing. But that's why we diversify the game because we want you to hear what is and hear what could be. Mm -hmm. um, we're all works in progress. When you created this, um, are you a web developer, graphic expert, expert in marketing? Um, how did you go about, you know, creating the website and putting it all together? And did you build a team or did you just build it out yourself? I have to say, for, before I answer this, that your questions are excellent, by the way. <laughs> it's, as if, it's as if you were with me when this was getting pulled out and you strategically asked me those questions, which I know you haven't, you haven't. But um, I'm only an expert in one of those things, which is marketing. So I have a marketing background. Actually, I worked for a destination marketing company some, when I started out my career. And um, outside of that, I don't know how to build websites. I'm not a graphic design expert, but I am an expert in figuring out how to do things. So the first version of Brown Pages, I built up myself. And I learned like just YouTube, you know, every other evening after work, figuring out how to put things together, basic like website builders, no coding or anything like that. Um, and now this version obviously is based off like a, a, a pre-purchased uh, theme. But if anything needs to be customized because I had no funds to put into brand pages, I just built it myself, designed the logo, everything myself. Um, which is also exciting because I enjoy learning by doing. And I will learn better if I'm doing something that contributes to a passion of mine. So yeah, I'm only an expert in marketing. And that is specifically why I have invested my time in marketing Black-owned businesses. So I'm like, I want to use my skill to promote, um, you know, something that I care about. And, you know, there's art galleries I've been to in South Africa and you're a ton of black art. You're like, wow, wow, wow. And, you know, black art director. But when the owner comes in, you know, they're allies, <laughs> some, of, some of them. And you're like, oh, wow. Because some of the art is speaking about, you know, some of the apartheid or the, the, the negative um, history. And, but the, the person talking, it, it, you know, is an ally or at least says they're an ally, but they would not be on brown pages. You have to be black owned. And so I know that you love art because you have art galleries on there. I have yeah. a feeling you like your wines and therapy and uh, your beauty <laughs> spa. Uh, so this is really, you know, out of I, I want it to be a teachable moment, folks, that out of your own passions, you can create a business and do not doubt yourself. Likes food and, and other type of drinks, but you have to go out and take her out um, and her husband to find more. I don't want to tell her whole story. <laughs> How did you go about finding these people? Was it there? Was it actual businesses you were going to, or did people come to you after a while? Both. So initially, initially, I started off, you know, having a directory with just all black businesses. So the things, the categories you see on the website, yes, of course, I do love those things, but I didn't pick them because I love them. Um, I picked them strategically. So I re I readjusted the strategy for brown pages. I started off, you know, having a directory for all businesses, psychiatrists, dentists, doctors, just any black owned service provider was on the directory. 
And when I started off, you know, in the second year, people started recommending. I had a box that said, you know, suggest a listing. And I started getting like 30, 30 recommendations a day. The problem, though, was, you know, capacity and vetting. So something that I promised from Brown Pages is that these businesses are vetted. They're verified. And they're vetted and verified because the research is rigorous. The example you just gave, Kellen, is a prime example of something that is a challenge in South Africa. Because we have affirmative action, right, what we call BEE, so Black Economic Empowerment, which is kind of a, a system to help to level the economic playing field. So, for example, if you are, um, you know, if you have a business and you've got three people in leadership, and you've got five people who've interviewed for a, the role of COO. If you can hire somebody who's qualified and black, that is the pre, that is the preferred choice. Kind of how this affirmative action system works. And uh, businesses that uh, get involved in affirmative action or BE get points, get um, I guess certain tenders, preferential ten, uh, tenders from government. And um, yeah, they just have a better standing and get more opportunities to work with the government based on their BEE score. So what some of them do is that um, a business will be listed as black owned. But then when you dig deeper and you look at the South African registrar and you take a look at who the directors are, the black face you see on the about section is just a face, but a non like not somebody who actually can make a decision. And those are not the type of businesses that we are listing or looking for on Brown Pages. I'm looking for majority black owned or solely black owned. And um, we find them through research. Sometimes we get recommendations and we shifted from businesses to hospitality specifically because I keep saying we like there's this massive team. Let me just say me. Okay. <laughs> so I shifted to hospitality specifically. Because a business directory for all businesses in South Africa just wasn't selling. People loved it, but in terms of making money, the strategy wasn't strong enough for this African market and for South Africa. But hospitality is linked to tourism, and tourism is makes up a really big part of the South African GDP. And um, so that's why I strategically shifted to restaurants, um, hotels. Um, and art galleries. So what are people coming to do when they come to South Africa? Where are they going to eat? Where are they going to sleep? Um, yeah, and since I've made that shift, it's actually been great because I can also kind of uplift the caliber of brown pages. It's not just any hotel, any restaurant, any gallery. It's kind of like best in South Africa or the best of the best in Africa. And um, I think that it was the best choice to kind of shift the the direction of the of the uh, directory that way. Um, and then in terms of team, I've only got three people in my team so far, and it's a very small team. They're unpaid, but their value is is great. Like they they contribute so much, you know, knowledge, advice, and expertise, and they're constantly thinking about brown pages, constantly giving their time. And um, yeah, I probably wouldn't be able to build any of this without without my team. Yes, I like how you say that because everybody now has a team. And 
I love teams. They make dreams happen. But some folks make it seem like, you know, they're Cleopatra and Nefertiti or, you know, whoever you are. And my team carried me to the, you know. And, and, and let me clarify, just because, you know, you're in South Africa, but this is for African businesses, Black-owned, you guys, she, you know, Kenya, she didn't forget about you guys, and Kenya, Uhaligani, Boy, Sana, um, I didn't see Malawi on there, Mulibonji, Malawi, but, you know, register your business if you're, you're there. Um, can, you know, you say and tell the people, though, when we say Black businesses in South Africa, it's the most unique thing because what is black is colored black you know in america black is black it's one percent you know on the books and if you're then if color is colored black to brown pages as well as if you're married to a black person and you're sharing everything 50 50 are you then qualified to be on brown pages oh that's controversial oh that's so controversial <laughs> I was just about to say, dang, Dylan, like, why is that? Um, <laughs> okay, so it's funny because I recently had this conversation with someone, one of my team members and advisors, and then I uh, had a situation earlier this week where I really had to, you know, look at the classification. You're right. In the U.S., black is classified as, you know, a grouping of people. In South Africa, it's the same. Black is also classified as a grouping of people. However, the difference is that certain groups of society in South Africa who are classified as black under the government do not consider themselves black or they don't. Um, yeah, they don't consider themselves as black. And so there's a divide. So let's take, for example, the colored community, which we call colored, but actually it's mixed race slash Cape Malay uh, heritage, right? So they're mixed race population that are classified as black under the South African government. But within that society, within that community, there's a divide. Some say, yes, we, I am black. And others say, no, I'm not black. I don't want to be classified as black. And also, um, it's not, yeah, it's not a community that I, I relate to. So for that reason, Black for brown pages is black African heritage, black, black. So like you and me, because there's no contestion, like unless you're mixed race. But essentially, um, yeah, black of people who who are from African heritage and they're black. Unfortunately, because the color community is divided on it, it's very difficult for me to say, OK, black includes the color community because others will say, yeah, but we're not black. and at the stage that Bravo Pages is at right now, that's, you know, it's we're not at that stage where we can even like open up that kind of platform where we can be like, okay, or everyone from, you know, this community, what do you think? Should we list them? Should we list your businesses? Do you consider yourself black? It would really be a case by case situation. Um, and around Africa as well, like Northern Africa, that's also been a consideration. Because um, in Northern Africa, a similar situation, there are many black people, black Africans, but there are also Africans of mixed race with Arab, right, because of the uh, colonial history there. Um, yeah, right now it's just black, black. That's just the simple answer. <laughs> okay. And you know what? That answer is you're dealing with, you know, capacity. You're dealing mm -hmm. with 
cultures that, you know, um, we love you, Salam, in, in Ethiopia and in, in Sudan, and, but there are some people there who, like you say, they consider themselves Arab. Some people, you know, even here in America, they say, I'm not black, I'm Dominican. Well, you're black as me <laughs> or more, but you're Dominican. Oh, I'm Spanish. And you're looking at the person like you speak Spanish, goes back to an old Paul Mooney joke. But if I do your DNA, it's going right back to, to Africa. But, you know, in America, things are crazy and you can be a uh, born something and you can be something else if you want now, right? So <laughs> th 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 those issues um, happen. You know, South Africa yeah. is a very place. I tell everybody when people, I say, go to Africa, they say, hey, I'm LGBT in that community. I don't think Africa will like me. I say, go to South Africa. It ain't going to bother you. Um, but, you know, we're trying to push them yeah. maybe all over there um, so they can experience Africa and not feel like, oh, I'm going to be killed because that, mm. that won't be the case in South Africa. Um, dealing with, you know, that, there's at least here in America, a stereotype amongst black people, black mm -hmm. businesses. Oh man, they go, you're gonna wait if it's a restaurant. You're gonna be out of some, your favorite thing that you want. Um, when you're doing that vetting, is it like a Google review or a Yelp or a TripAdvisor where you're sending somebody there or maybe you're going there yourself? to make sure that it's a quality business and not just a black business because you know we got everybody has issues you go across that vetting so when people do go register on your site they know you just can't be a black business you got to be a black business striving for excellence mm -hmm. that's a good question and so you know, at the moment the vetting is kind of at a i don't want to say it's um at an initial level. So we're not going to all the businesses, you know, um, personally, because that would mean that we'd have to fly around all over Africa every other week that a new business registers. But we're looking sounds at like kind fun. Of like, <laughs> it does sound like fun, but it also sounds like money. So <laughs> it costs a lot of money. But um, the vetting that we're doing is really kind of at the initial level of uh, kind of looking at your business from a wholesome perspective. So what are the Google reviews? What are people saying about you? Do you have like a social media presence? Do you have a website? So that type of vetting. And then also looking at your country's business registrar. So are you registered there? Because that will tell us if your business is legitimate. Uh, if you're accountable to, a you know, like an association or a board for quality control. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like the, the vetting and verification we're doing at the moment. By the way, I'm really enjoying your interview. Your questions are so insightful. Thank you. Thank you. Sound like fun for you to be able to travel and go everywhere and vet these places, but because mm -hmm. you do have a face in the delivery as an influencer, what about putting it out for other influencers in countries? For them to be able to go travel for you and be part of Brown Page's uh, new YouTube segment, you know, going out there and showing the beauty, because that's the thing that when people go to the Kapinski, right, or they go to the Radisson Blue or they go to whatever fancy hotel, there are so many beautiful black owned resorts 
uh, mm-hmm. camps, villas that don't have that reputation and they need the, the, the marketing. But again, the world is so big. So any thoughts or plans on doing that? Because the influencers could be getting doing your work. As well as maybe you find a way to, you know, take you and your husband and the family travels and, you know, heck, maybe I just created a whole new channel, you guys, um, you know, of family travel. But is any of that planned to, to do or, you know, have you guys thought about that? Are you a spy, Kellen? <laughs> have you been spying on me? <laughs> spying I can't confirm or deny. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, it's literally like you're part of this process, but yes, that's actually in the pipeline. Um, at the moment, us calling it an affiliate program where we get to partner with other bloggers, influencers, especially travel influencers are a huge thing in Africa right now. Something we were speaking about, you and I, how um, the, the boom in like interest and potential of Africa, especially African travel is growing so quickly. And yes, that is in the pipeline for us because we obviously want to be able to um, market more businesses. At the moment, I will say in the business strategy, the hands-on approach for me has been really beneficial because I'm still growing this directory. But the business model that I'm using is very new. So your typical directory would just have people pay to be registered and have listings, right? But for brown pages, our business model is more focused on strategic partnerships. So I'm not just talking about advertisers on brown pages. I'm talking about like uh, partnering with the businesses that are registered to grow the directory to become something that you absolutely need whenever you travel to Africa. So the plan is that when you land at whatever uh, airport, whether you're in Kenya, whether you're in Ghana, uh, whether you're in Morocco, the first thing you see, and if, if some, you ask somebody like, hey, where can I go stay? They tell you, oh, yeah, just download, you know, the Brown Pages app or just check Brown Pages. Like, it has to become that essential. But to do that, we have to form, like, really solid partnerships with the people who are registered, the businesses that are registered there. So the kind of hands-on personal approach right now is helping you to establish those relationships and so far that's been going really well because I am along with creating relationships I need to be on the ground to kind of hear what the pain points are for these hotels for these restaurants for these tour and travel companies what is it that they're really looking for and um, what is their hesitancy so I'm kind of testing out different business models at the moment and um, to do that, I, uh, I'm hesitant about expanding too soon, where I kind of lose those touch points and lose that really later. But yes, that is that is something that's in the pipeline. Well, let me say, maybe I'm in the computer, maybe I'm in the mind of Brown Pages, but I also see it, and I see it like a movie. Um, you know, when we're discussing potential partnerships, is there also an, an investment component involved with the listed businesses where the diaspora can invest in those businesses? Because everybody asks me, Kellen, how do I invest in Africa? I, I just want to 
put some money towards something and let it flow and let it grow like the stock market. So has that been, you know, written down um, in the play for Brown Pages since you're talking about that type of partnership where you will, you know, get your 5, 15 and above percentage of these businesses growth because you're marketing for them for, you know, three ninety nine or for a low fee? <laughs> yeah, so... I think either I need to um, hire you as part of this team or I need to debug my computer so that you don't, you can stop monitoring all my discussions. But yes, so because I've been kind of really plugged into the diaspora conversations and discussions through YouTube channel, Instagram, I know that, you know, diaspora investment in African businesses is a huge topic right now. It's a really like hot topic. and some of the pain points that are observed are like, you know, the diaspora wants to invest for long term, for retirement in the future in African businesses. But then because they're not on the ground, they don't know kind of like the viability or, you know, um, the viability and the credibility of certain businesses. Let me put it that way. In the future, the goal is to create a community component to Brown Pages. But that is only after this phase of the business has kind of progressed because right now trust building trust is a very big thing and i knew that actually i knew that in africa trust is is um something you have to uh, establish well to do business but i think like i underestimated um what an effect a lack of trust can have so it's not that the businesses don't trust me but right now they don't they haven't yet had enough interaction with brown pages to establish that kind of long-term relationship of like yes you really you really are invested in the growth of my business you do really want me to do well it's not just like a take take situation but it's a give and take so after this stage of this trust building is established then we'll move on to the community component of brown pages like i said I've spent the last seven, eight years in executive communities for C-suite level, um, you know, um, executives in the U.S. and globally. And I understand through that the value of networking, like how powerful networking is. And I also understand that African culture, for some of the reasons you mentioned earlier in the podcast, like you know, divisions and, you know, tribes and whatever, many reasons to be divided. African culture, networking and unity is not something that comes easily and it's not something that happens often. And so I know that in the African space for African businesses, that a community for business owners would is actually would do really well. But first, I need to get that buy-in. And then one level, another level up is a community for like businesses that connects them to the diaspora but then for that to happen there's a lot of trust that needs to be built for that community to be successful because i mean let's think about it with you kellen like if you wanted to invest in a business that you just heard of or you've checked you know maybe their website but you don't really know them personally you haven't heard the owner's story you don't know if there's a uh, upward trajectory it'd be really hard to invest your own hard-earned money there. And similarly, for businesses in Africa, like, I don't know if this, you know, this guy wants to take over my business. Um, so yeah, definitely. That's like the, 
the next next phase so you're already you're already seeing the future of what brown pages could be and it's definitely something i'm also thinking about and we are hireable uh the the company um i come with the company <laughs> um you know we we love getting investor uh visas and residencies of, of different countries working Just our putting way that out there. putting, putting it out, it out there, there. yes <laughs> I, oh you have to speak it you got to write the vision down to make it plain but life and death is hung you guys go to church but don't apply these scriptures yes. to your life <laughs> and i'm i'm not um i'm not perfect i'm working on it i'm plenty flawed as well and i'll let you know those flaws but I won't let you know on this podcast, all of them, because some of those things you're, you're working on. But I can also see when you're talking about an entrepreneur talking about their business, because people who own hotels or galleries are so busy in their business, they're not doing interviews like this where people can hear their heart, their soul. And I also know mm -hmm. a podcast that would mind interviewing these people as a vetting to show, hey, we're going to ask the difficult questions, even if it's behind a paywall for serious investors, that this is what we're doing. This is how we're doing it. Because what we do know is it's easy to start a business. It's very hard to keep a business going and flowing, especially when you're talking about investors, because people, they want, we want our money back, you know, three times, 10x, or, or even more sometimes. So I know a podcast too. Um, diversify game. If you didn't catch that, you know, um, <laughs> that would talk to those people in a business way to have other people understand, because that's a question people always ask me, and I'm hesitant. I have to really know you to say, hey, it's not diamonds in Sierra Leone. I'm a citizen of Sierra Leone as well. I'm not going to push you guys to diamonds. I need you to understand the industries you're getting into. But talking about the industries and you being from Zim. If, you know, those who watch Young, Famous, and African, they see the big stars there, but they also see them saying, but in Zim, I can go back home and build even bigger and better. Um, I'm excited. I have friends from Zim. Zim, if I can get a piece of Zim and do business in Zim, I'm there. To, you guys send the plane. Mm -hmm. Business class, at least. First class, at least. <laughs> but... But where do you see like how this is going to impact Zim as well as what is your community give back that you're doing and that you would like to do in the future? Mm -hmm. So when I started this, you know, like I said, the heart of creating something for black Africans was actually to give back to communities. But working in digital marketing, destination marketing and in executive communities. I realized that money is something that is a very powerful tool and money enables people to to do the things that they want to do and to live, you know, comfortable lifestyles with the infrastructures that they need to build that type of life. And so looking at it strategically, I thought I could either give back to communities directly in ways that are possibly not sustainable, in ways they do not uh, create avenues to generate uh, generational wealth. So strategically, what is the way to give back to these communities? And then I thought, well, if you look at the funnel, these communities, people are, you know, working maybe at um, uh, well-established businesses in their countries and 
the hope is that these businesses will do really well so that they can pay their they can pay pay their employees and their employees are you know looking after most times looking after a family so that's an indirect way to give back i say that strategy specifically because coming from zimbabwe and having a lot of friends and family from there i saw firsthand the impact of loss of business to the economy and directly to families so for example um you know i have an uncle and a couple of cousins who are really educated like phd level professor level who uh came to south africa because there was just there were no more jobs in zimbabwe and there's no more pay in zimbabwe and they're doing uh work that is way below their standard of qualification or skills in south africa and whenever i listen to interviews of zimbabweans um or podcasts of zimbabweans speaking and the question comes up of like okay so what does zimbabwe need now what do you hope for it's always come and start your business here come and create jobs come and establish something like a pick and pay or a shop ride which is like a grocery store and yes some of those things are happening now but not at the rate that is needed to really like pick up the economy to get to a level where the average zimbabwean has access to you know basic um infrastructure amenities and so i understand firsthand the importance of having well established healthy and growing businesses both in the public and especially the private sector in the country and that's why the brown paper strategy is hospitality high end hospitality and black owned it's very strategic if you're already within those categories the likelihood that your business is established and has um upward trajectory is as good but also if you're black owned this is not always the case but it is also likely that you um are invested in um the well-being of people who look like you and also your community so the funnel it's kind of like a funnel approach in terms of like impact and giving back to the community in that way this is such a, a beautiful thing and since we're talking about zim i have to give a shout out to my bruv tafuma vip moolah rentals moolah vip rentals out there in south africa killing it if you ever need a plane if you ever need a lamborghini I want you to call your fellow brother. He's doing it big and I met him in Monash. We we've reconnected briefly um when I was in South Africa just in passing in the airport, but transportation companies that can they get on brown pages? It's black owned. I vouch for it. <laughs> Would you vouch for them or you vouch for some cool specific I vouch for it's his company. I vouch for him for what he did to me when I first came to South Africa many did, moons ago. Did he treat you well? Did you drive you around in a Lamborghini? No, we were we were on the Combi. <laughs> we were on the Combi buses. <laughs> he and, yeah, he, he he did diplomat kids um from your your country and some people, but um I'll vouch for that. I'm gonna send it to him and he can see if he can register. But you know, straight up A one business always because you know what people don't understand is like when they meet you at one level and you're hustling and they're like, oh that's the hustler. And I know they say this about you know all entrepreneurs 
but it's once you make it and they see you living, then they all want to grab on and they want you to treat you like how they met you. But you're at another level. And it's not to say that you're better than anybody, but it's that my life is different. I have to protect and guard my heart. I don't want to be like Joseph and have one of my brothers, you know, try to try to get me and knock me off because you weren't there to support me when I was climbing up the ladder. And and so that's why she only told a very small circle about it. She had to tell her husband because he's going to protect her. Y'all come after her. He's but... <laughs> Let the people know two things. When will the book be finished and are the documentary and where they can find you? Because I want them to go find Brown Pages and I want to be able to do this again and again. And we'll probably be able to do it in person because I love South Africa, South Africa. Come on, request me to come out. I'm, I'm hireable. I just told her I'm hireable. I'm trying to get out of Babylon. <laughs> so okay well first of all keep that in mind the second i i win this um i applied for a couple of grants and i'm so excited that i got to the next phase for one of them um to grant for coca-cola and you know women in africa so i'm, I'm really excited about that because if i get to the final stage it would be my first round of funding for the startup so if you get to that point who knows kellen maybe you might be finding yourself back in south africa and hired by brown pages um where you can find me um you can either go directly to the website so www.brownpages.africa and that's the directory and you can find everything that you're looking for including transport uh companies uh, especially we love luxury transportation companies like kellen's friend with the lamborghinis and the helicopters it's completely up brown pages alley and um in terms of when is the book coming we'll see maybe in a in a couple of years let's hope like in five years time the book will be out of the you know the i don't know what to title it i don't know what we call it helen you can help me with that one but brown essentially pages. brown page and i see the pages being brown possibly. brown <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's smart it's... that's actually smart and you know um I was doing another interview the other day with an organization called Black Female Owned. It's an American owned. And uh, I was telling the presenter, Walton, I was like, you know, Brown Pages is actually a play on Yellow Pages. He was like, oh, I, didn't, I haven't even made the connection. I'm like, yeah, because I wanted to create a name that resonates with people because what I'm doing is so different. It's a business directory, but the model is so different. Um, and I wanted people to have an association through the name of something they already know, which most people know the yellow pages. So instead of the yellow pages, you know that this is a directory because it's pages, but it's brown. So it's black owned. One other thing I wanted to mention is that the aspect of the directory being black owned is actually also strategically something that I thought about a lot in terms of how to market it. Because before um, you you spoke about this, you you alluded to and mentioned the stereotypes that black-owned businesses have in the U.S., right? And yes, that is something. It's it's also prevalent in South Africa. People are like ah, black-owned. I don't want to support it because of service. What's what right? And uh, your brothers will cheat you. And not right. You know, ah, it's just it's a lot. Okay. So there's a lot of character and humor in Africa, but the reality is, yes, a lot of people do feel that way. And that is also why I've targeted 
high-end luxury businesses. Because I want people to, one, see that it's possible and it's really happening, that Black people create amazing, phenomenal things. And then thirdly, to kind of dispel that stereotype of all Black-owned businesses are not trustworthy, all the services are bad. Um, yeah, so the concept of marketing, the fact that it's Black-owned, I thought about a lot when I started. Because another thing is, I don't know yet um, in the rest of Africa if it's also seen like this, but sometimes people see Black-owned. And I, there's, I don't know, something about that phrase makes me feel a certain type of way. <laughs> When they see support, it's kind of like, oh, it's charity. They need mm-hmm. extra support. And um, so I thought if, if I say it's Black-owned people, are, are, I, don't want, I don't want people to, you know, use this directory because they feel guilty or because they feel like this is something they should do. Um, I just want them to look at it and be like, wow, this is a phenomenal directory. And that's why... The business plan or the business strategy right now is to partner with these hotels and restaurants because I'm about to make them a lot of money. And I feel like black businesses deserve that money and they should put it back into their communities and they should build the generational wealth so that the next generation isn't in a cycle where we're all just working for foreign owned companies passed down to, you know, the next generation of foreign owners, but so that Africans can actually start to own Africa. Um, For, uh, you know, our parents, and still a large part in this generation, it still is about land, yes. But I feel like the next conversation is like, is business, right? Like, do you own this business? Because if you don't own it, then you're just working and it's going to be given to somebody else. But if you own it, you can give it to your next generation and their next generation. They can build on that. So, um, yeah, in some, in, uh, in kind of some spaces, I am mentioning that definitely this is black owned. But as the, as the directory grows, the kind of the fact that it's black owned is not going to be at the forefront of the marketing. It's just going to be like, this is Africa's directory. This is your portal to Africa. And, if you're really interested, you will figure it out once you're black owned. Because I want everyone to use it. I don't want just I don't want like a certain community to be like we're supporting it because it's black owned. I want all that money, all that tourism revenue to be funneled to black owned businesses in Africa. So that's 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 the plan. Well, I'm gonna leave the audience with this because aid is dead. And that is a book. You guys can Google that book by one of your neighbors, a Zambian. Uh, you guys Google that. I like you to do research. I don't want to give you fish. I want to teach you how to fish. But look up Aid is Dead. Um, read a book a week. Watch how to change your life. But black owned is not a bad word. Not mm-hmm. all black businesses are, are, you know, in the stereotype that we see globally. I mean, there's a this mm-hmm. is all trained behavior. This is you got to decolonize yeah. your mind. But it's yeah. one thing to be black owned. But when you're talking about when you capital or angel investors, are you black run? Because you can own it. I'm a Sierra Leonean. I can own a hotel because they may need me. I could own certain things because they may need me because of the law. But am I running it? And that's what mm-hmm. we see, too. That's the next thing we're going to talk about, you guys, when you see us, because we can do this all night, all day. But is it <laughs> black 
run because and this is controversial and this is Kellen saying it, not my lovely guests, but we have countries that are black heads, but they're not black run. They're not black. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're getting the French out. French, you got to go. A lot of y'all colonizers, you got to go. Um, let people be who they are. You guys have been blessed by the game. The links are going to be in the description. The notes are going to be in the description. And keep in mind that we all want the same thing. And I want you to like. I want you to subscribe. And if you do, make sure you share this game with somebody. It will change their life. Y'all, be blessed. Are you tired of the rat race in America? Are you ready to visit the motherland to relax and rejuvenate? Are you ready to explore all that Africa has to offer? Then check out the brand new Diversified Game Academy course, Prepare for My First Trip to Africa. Are you worried about being able to afford the trip? We got you. We will show you how to travel either on a budget or as a baller. Learn how to stress the value of the USD. Did you know that 100 United States dollars is worth over 1,000 South African Rand or 10,000 Kenyan shillings? or 54,250 West African CFA. Are you worried about taking your kids? Get the game from Kellen Cash, a bona fide world traveler, having traveled to almost 20 countries, several of those in Africa. Get the game on taking your kids on their first trips. Learn how to find the best tickets, get the visas, and plan your own adventures in Africa. Don't let Eddie Murphy have all the fun. Plan your own coming to Africa trip starring you, produced by you, and featuring you. If you are ready for a life-changing experience, sign up for our course today, Diversified Game Academy. Get prepared and purchase at diversifiedgame.com. Hi, guys. I'm Kai Gabiam from the Diaspora Channel, a lover of Africa. If you love Africa as well, and you would love to visit one day or to relocate to Africa, there is a course out there for you. And this course is my first trip to Africa, a course well put together by a seasoned traveler, Kellen Cash Coleman. This course is designed to prepare you to travel better, which will save you both time and money. And the great news is this course costs only $20, guys. It can't get any better. Go right now and enroll to this course at www.diversifygame.com. Don't miss out.